Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 8th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. And this is part 112, or 112 messages on the parables of Jesus. We've been studying this thing for months, and I pray that you've been enjoying it. Right now, we're looking at this parable where Jesus taught a parable to people who thought more highly of themselves than they ought to think. And so he told them a story about a tax collector and a Pharisee. We're going to look at that story again this morning. And the title of today's message is Finding Grace in Transparency. As a believer, we need to be transparent. before the, God knows everything anyway, but we need to be transparent before the Lord because when we are naked, open, and not ashamed before God, that's where we will find the grace of God. God's grace is made perfect in our weakness. Get ready to receive the word. All right, we want to be transparent. Put in the chat, I am transparent before the Lord. Put in the chat, I want to be naked, open, and not ashamed before God. You want to come to God. Listen, he knows everything anyway, right? So just be transparent before the Lord. Before we get into the message, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Put in the chat, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So what we want is if there's any area of your life that has dried up, that in this season, we believe that the Lord is going to refresh you and renew you and restore you and revive you. Say amen to that. All right, so let's take a look at this parable. So Luke chapter 18, beginning at verse 9, there were some people who thought that they were very good and who looked down on other people. They look down on everyone else. Have you ever met somebody like that who just thinks that they're better than everybody else and they look down on everybody else? Uh, I've met some, especially, I've met some people like that in church, like religious people. They, they think they're going to heaven. Everybody else is going to hell. So Jesus used a story. He's like, okay, well, let me tell you a story. He said, one time there was a Pharisee and a tax collector and they both went to the temple to pray. Now, the Pharisee is supposed to be up here with God. The tax collector, people would think he's down here with God, right? Because they think that tax collectors are stealing money. So they both went to pray. And the Pharisee, he stood alone away from the tax collector. And this is how he prayed. You ever heard anybody in church pray, pray like this? He says, oh God, I thank you that I'm not as bad as other people. I'm not like the men who steal or cheat or commit adultery. I thank you, Father, that I'm better than this tax collector. I'm my God, like how in the world would, but he prayed that out loud. Like, you know, you ever mess about, oh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm not like them, you know. I'm not like him, he cheats on his wife. Mm -mm -mm. I'm not like that. I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not like those people, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like those people. <laughs> my God, he even said, I'm not like the people who commit adultery. I'm better than the tax collector. I fast twice a week. I tithe. I give you a tenth of everything. Lord, I thank you that I'm a tither. I thank you, Lord, that I give. Lord, I thank like, and that's his prayer, right? That was a prayer. That wasn't a prayer. That was, he was just full of himself. He was just boasting. And so the tax collector stood alone, just like the Pharisee stood alone, but his attitude was completely different. This is what he prayed. The Bible says, Jesus said, he couldn't even look up to heaven. He had his, his face down, like in humility before the Lord. And he said, oh God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. 
That's it. That's his whole prayer. Oh God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. That was it. So Jesus said, okay, that's the story. So I tell you that when this man finished, meaning the tax collector, and he went home, he was right with God. But the other guy was not. He said, people who make themselves important are going to have to be made humble. And people who humble themselves will be made important. So if you exalt your, the quickest way up in God is down, humble yourself. And the quickest way down in God is up, exalt yourself. <laughs> yeah, so if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. If you exalt yourself, God will humble you. So what does this mean for you today on this Friday morning? We've been looking at this parable for a few days. I trust that you've been enjoying it. I actually have six things to share with you. So I need to go ahead and get through these six things real quick. You ready? Six things. Number one, here we go. Do not be self-righteous. Put in the chat, I am not self-righteous. I'm not self-righteous. I'm righteous, not because of what I do. I'm righteous, not because of what I fail to do. I'm only righteous because of what Jesus did. I refuse to be self-righteous. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse three from the Passion Translation, God has given me the grace to speak a warning about pride. Uh oh, here's a warning about pride, Paul said. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion. Empty yourself of self-promotion. Do not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as a standard of measurement. Then you will see your true value and an appropriate level of self-esteem. So you ought not to think more highly of yourself than you ought, but you also should not think more lowly of yourself than you ought. You should have an appropriate level of self-esteem. What is an appropriate level of self-esteem, Rick? Well, I believe what God believes about me. My opinion of me is based on God's opinion of me. Say amen to that. The Pharisee in the parable was self-righteous. That's it. I mean, and he thought he was better than the tax collector. He thought he was better than everyone else. Self-righteousness blinds us to the need for grace. We think when we're self-righteous that we're doing everything right, and therefore we are made right because of our works, and therefore we have the right to judge other people, right? Self-righteous people tell other people, hey, you're doing this wrong and you're going to hell, and I'm right, and we're doing this right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've run into people, even, even in church, they go, oh, yeah, but no, you guys, yeah, you guys are not right. You know, our church is right, and therefore, we're going to heaven, you're going to hell. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's crazy. All right, but, you know, it creates a false sense of security based on people's works instead of God's grace. This mindset, bottom line, is contrary to the gospel. The gospel teaches us that we're saved by grace, not of our works, lest any man should boast, right? I mean, so this guy was boasting. If you think you're saved by works, then you're going to boast. This is something I have to remind my family all the time. We go to the Dominican Republic. We do things uh, like ministry. Uh, you know, let's say we feed people. We give our backpacks or we, you know, we just fed prisoners. And, and my mom will call me and be like, oh, my God, you know, the team you supported to go feed the prisoners, they said to me, Nelsida, your son has to go to heaven. Your son, they spoke blessings over you. They said, you have to go to heaven because you're feeding the prisoners. <laughs> and I'm like, mommy, I'm going to heaven. 
but it has nothing to do with food. <laughs> I'm going to heaven because of Jesus, right? I mean, so let's not think that it's based on works because if it was based on works, then people would boast. Oh, dun, 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 look at what I've done. No, it's not about what you've done. That, that you, If you think that you're right with God based on works, you're going to get complacent. If you think that you're right with God based on works, then you're going to you're gonna have the, a false sense of security because you're, th you're going to think that you're the one that's doing it. No, what God wants from us is a genuinely contrite heart, a heart that is humble, a heart like the tax collector. Oh God, I'm a sinner. Like when the closer you get to God, I've told you many times, the less you think of yourself. When you realize that you are nothing, in comp the closer you get to God, the more you recognize the awesomeness of God, the grandeur of God, the less you think of yourself. It's like um, uh, in the year, the Bible says, in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And, and, and I got a revelation. It's like the Lord opened my eyes and I was able to see the angels fill the temple. And one angel said to another, holy. And the other angel said to the other, holy back. And they were singing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. What was his response? He said, I fell down on my face and I said, woe is me. Listen, when you get a revelation of who, who God is, how holy, how great, how amazing, how who God, the closer you get to God, the only response is for you to fall on your face and say, oh my God, I, I'm not that. And so, so when you find somebody that thinks they're righteous, if you find somebody that goes to church every Sunday, but they're real judgmental towards other people, they think they're right. They don't even know God. Like, like I'm telling you, they don't know God at all or they're a baby Christian because if you really knew God, you would feel like, oh my God, I'm jacked up. If you really knew God, you would be like, I am, I'm not, my righteousness is but filthy rags. So I, how can I look down on other people when I know how messed up I am, say amen to that. Glory to God. The power, number two, the power of genuine repentance, genuine repentance. I know people don't talk about repentance today, but we have to repent. The tax collector's prayer is a model of genuine repentance and genuine humility. It was short. It was honest. It was transparent. He was like, hey, I messed up. I'm a sinner. Lord have mercy on me. That's it, right? I mean, we need, we don't need these long drawn out prayers. Listen, let me tell you something about long prayers. People that pray all these long prayers, that's pride. Let's be clear about something. That's self. Oh, Brother Johnson, would you pray? Oh, yeah, let's hold hands. Oh, Father. Oh, I thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, thank you for sitting high and looking low. Father, we thank you. Father, that you're the God. Oh, Father, we thank you. Lord, I, all of this, God don't need all that. Listen. All of these long drawn out prayers, you're just listening to yourself. You like to hear yourself. This guy was like, look, I messed up. I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. You could be short. You could be transparent. You could be honest with God. God knows your heart anyway. So, so it's, you don't need to be doing all of this stuff in prayer. True repentance acknowledge, acknowledges our sinfulness and our dependence on God's mercy. It's not about eloquent words. It's not about, no, no, it's about change. It's about my heart. It's about genuinely repenting before the Lord and seeking an attitude of change. I, it's humility in prayer. It's seeking to, to, to walk out our divine destiny. It's seeking to acknowledge that I am nothing without God, that I genuinely have to repent, that I call upon a God who is holy, and that there are moments in my life, even before the holiest acts that God calls me to do, that I have the most unrighteous thoughts, and I'm like, oh my God, help 
help me. What in the world am I doing? Lord, I, I just fall down on my face and Lord, please, I just ask you to use me and do not withhold your blessing because of my unrighteousness. Do not withhold your blessing because of my faults and my flaws or my failures. Lord, use me despite me. That's when you know that you are putting your life in your hands, in God's hands, and you are genuinely repenting for the fact that you are not that good. Get over yourself. You're not that good. God is good. Say amen to that. Number three, when you have that attitude, then number three, you could choose servanthood over status. Put in the chat, I choose servanthood over status. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, verses 11 and 12 from the Passion Translation, the greatest among you will be the servant. Remember this, if you have a lofty opinion of yourself, and if you want to be honored, then what's going to happen? Jesus said, what's going to happen is you're going to be humbled. If you have a, a lofty opinion of yourself and you're walking around telling people, you better honor me. No, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be humbled. But if you seek a, if you have a modest opinion of yourself and you humble yourself before the Lord, then Jesus said, then you will be honored. Because if you humble yourself before my, my mighty hand, I will exalt you in due season. There will come a day where I will lift you up. See, the world today is full of hard chargers, go-getters, hyper-ambitious people, right? And, and so people, people can look at me and say, well, Rick, aren't you one of those people? No, not really. I only want what God wants. Now, am I like a hyper, you know, I'm a type A++ personality? Yeah, yeah, I acknowledge that, right? And so, so yeah, but I'm only seeking what God wants me to do. Like, for example, there are moments where I'm like, God, I would rather just shut all this stuff down. We can close these businesses. Isabella and I can go to the Dominican Republic and chill out, right? But that's not what God wants me to do. I, I don't need all this stuff. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need the title. I don't need, I just, but I have to do what God has called me to do. And so, People that are seeking all of this stuff, Jesus taught, listen, they're going to be humble. Jesus, Jesus certainly does want us to have positions of influence. It's okay. God wants us to affect with effects and influence the people and the systems of this world, right? The kingdom of God advances and it advances through us. So God does want us to have positions of influence in this world. God does bring us before great men. God does give us divine connections. God does want us to affect this world and advance his kingdom, but he just wants us to be sure that our heart is right while we're doing it, that we're not doing it, that we're not going to get full of ourselves. In the country, they say, you smell yourself. No, we're not smelling ourselves. We're not believing our own press. We're just humbling ourselves before the mighty hand of God. And if God chooses to exalt us, then God exalts us. God is the one who favors us. God is the one that brings us into the presence of great men. God is the one that, that gives us opportunities. Like Isabella was just in this program. And, and well, it's a year-long program. God favored her to get into that program. If God is saying, I want you to go into this room. I want you to connect to these people. And if that's what God wants, then fine. That's what we'll do. But we're not seeking that. And so what you don't want to do is be the one that's seeking it, like the Pharisee, like lifting yourself up. In God's kingdom, status is not measured by the worldly standards. Status in the kingdom of God is just being a servant. You just want to serve. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you just here to serve. I just want to do, when I'm done with today's word and I post it and I get it on YouTube and I get all this stuff, there's a lot of work every morning. But when that's done, I'm like, Lord, I did what you wanted me to do. Now I can go do other things. Then I can get to work for other stuff, Inspired Solutions and other things. But I know that I'm serving. I'm serving you. I'm serving people. I'm serving God. I just want to be, I just want to be a servant. Whatever God, Brother Pena, what do I call you? What's your title? My name is Rick, by the way, and you can call me Brother Rick. That's fine with me, right? I just want to serve. And so, so when you're there to serve, God can use you. But you don't want to do is be pretentious and, and, and like make 
yourself of a reputation that God didn't give you. Say amen to that. Number four, don't compare yourself to other people. I've told you this like a gazillion times. Matter of fact, the apostle Paul said, I'm not, I didn't provide it in the notes, but he says, don't compare yourself. He said, there are people out there comparing themselves among themselves, comparing themselves with themselves. That's not wise. The Pharisee was comparing himself to the tax collector. And that was foolish. You, you don't need to compare yourself. Comparison, comparison is going to lead you to one or two places and neither one is right. Right? If when you compare yourself, either you're going to be like the, the Pharisee in this parable where you, you compare yourself to other people and you think you're better than them. That's wrong. Or you compare yourself to other people and you think they're better than you. And that's wrong too, right? So in both cases, it's not a good outcome. Don't compare yourself to other people. Just run your race with your grace at your pace. Comparing yourself to other people is going to distract you from your assignment. It's going to keep you or hinder you from your spiritual growth. You should seek progress, but you just run your race. You just do what God has called you to do and, and, and support celebrate the diversity of giftings and callings without jealousy. I thank God for what other people are doing, but I'm just going to run my race and I'm going to be good with me. And whatever God has called me to do, that's what I am going to do. Say amen to that. Number five, I'm going fast because I have a lot of content today, but these last two are real important that line up with the message so I can close out the week strong. Number five, be transparent before God. Put this in the chat. I am transparent before God. What we want to be is naked, open, and not ashamed. The tax collector had an honest and a raw, raw prayer, a short prayer. He was transparent. He was like, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner, right? He was like, I know I messed up. God values sincerity and honesty. When we're, this, this, is the, this gives us a genuine relationship with him. Pretense and hypocrisy in our spiritual lives stifle our spiritual growth. When you got somebody, I remember I was in Bosnia, man, that was a long time ago. But I was in Bosnia 27 years ago, and I was the pastor of the gospel service. I was pastoring in Bosnia in 99. And I'm the pastor of the gospel service, and um, this particular guy that was in the choir, we were in the DFAC, in the dining facility. And I remember having this conversation where he was trying to basically come to me saying that some of these people in the choir are not worthy to be in the choir uh, because of some of the things that they're doing and that I needed to correct them, and I needed to basically make them sit down, and I needed to kick them out of the choir. <laughs> and I was like, well, so what makes you worthy? And he was like, well, I don't do like I do not do this, and I don't do that, and I don't do this, and I don't do that. I said, so you without sin? He said, well, I don't sin. I said, dude, really? I mean, you're going to look at me and say you don't sin? He said, yeah, I, I don't sin. And I said, well, you're lying. And he looked at me and said, what? I said, well, I don't, the Bible calls you a liar. The apostle John Grandpa John, the reason why I love 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John is because he wrote that in his 90s. So Grandpa John, after have, having decades, spending decades meditating on the love of God, Grandpa John was honest. He wrote stuff down. He said, listen, he said, if you claim to be without sin, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. Don't act like you all that. Come on, man. What are you talking about? Like, I mean, so don't compare yourself to other people and don't try to exalt yourself. You want to be transparent. You want to humble yourself. Uh, you want to be transparent before the Lord. You got to acknowledge your weaknesses. You got to acknowledge the fact that you have issues. You got to acknowledge the fact that you only are who you are by the grace of God. If you are not transparent before the Lord, you're going to cut yourself off from the grace of God, which leads me to my sixth and final point for this morning. Transparency taps into God's grace. If you want to live the grace life, 
If you want to be able to tap into the grace of God, then you have to be transparent because God is like, I'm not going to compete with you. If you think you're, you, you're all that in a bag of chips, go ahead with your bad self. But when you fall on your face and you say you need me, then I'll be right there and I will pick you up and I'll use you. God is not going to compete with you. His strength is only made perfect in our weakness. So if you, if you don't have any weakness, then go ahead. Then just live by yourself. And, and live on your own terms. But when you recognize and realize when, I, when I'm about to go into a meeting and I'm like, Lord, I need you. Lord, oh my God, Lord, like, like, like today, there's some stuff happening today that I'm praying over and I'm like, Lord, I need you to move. Like, I mean, like I, I need, I need God. Put in the chat, I need, I, listen, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, this is not about, like for this to be successful, for, God, for, for, for us to do what God has called us to do, God, we need you. I need you to move in this situation. I'm looking unto you. Father, I need your hand. I need your grace. I, I need you to breathe. I need you to give us favor. I need, listen, when you, when you are transparent before the Lord, it taps into the grace of God. You'll be able to find strength in your weakness. God, in, when you are weak, then are you made strong. The apostle Paul thought about it. He was like, matter of fact, doggone it, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I made strong. He says, God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. I, I, sometimes I ask God for less challenge. He says, no, I'm not going to lower the challenge. I'm going to give you more grace. Oh, glory to God. My grace is sufficient for thee. And so when you're transparent before the Lord and you let God know that you need him and you let God know that you're not that smart and you don't, you, you don't even know what you're doing half the time. And Lord, I'm about to go into this meeting and I need you to breathe on our proposal. I need you to shine your light on I need you to give me the words. I need you to perform the work. I need you to move in my life. I need God without you, I can't do it. And God without you, I'm nothing. But with you, I'm all things. When you're that, that level of transparency before the Lord, then God's grace is made perfect in your weakness. His strength is manifested as you're yielding before him. He will give you the words. He'll perform the work. He will breathe on it. He will open doors for you that no man can close. He will close doors for you that, for, that no man can open. But if you go in there talking about, oh, I got this. Or that, you know, I'm smart. I, 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 this is my experience. I've been doing this for 37 years. Let me tell you what I do. I did this and I did that. God is like, I'm, I have no part of that. That, 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 that. That's humanity. That's that's pride. Whatever happens, happens. That's between them and them. But that, I'm not in that meeting. But when you go before God, I'm about to go into this thing and God, please, Lord, I need you to manifest your glory. I'm going to yield to you, trust in you, believe in you, call upon you. I, I'm going to enter into this into this room believing that this, I believe that this is your will. I believe that I already got it. But you give me the favor, Father. And when we get it, it's because of you. I'm not going to say that I got it because of me. I'm going to say that I got it because of you. And so when we do get that award and we do get it, Father, I'm going to deflect that glory right back to you. I believe that my life is all about you and my life is in your hands. Come on now. This is how we're supposed to live. Say amen to that. I felt like preaching this morning. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This is a message you might need to listen to again because this is going to get you fired up. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I declare my commitment to living a life of humility. Humility is the path to greatness in your kingdom. I acknowledge my need for you and your grace and your mercy. So I renounce every ounce of self-righteousness. You created me a heart that seeks you. I commit to embracing servanthood over status. And I love you and I walk in humility every day of my life. I don't compare myself to anybody else. I'm transparent in your presence. I'm naked and honest before you. And the power of your grace 
shapes me into the image of Christ. Living with this mindset, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith, in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Monday, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, don't you want my notes? You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I need you to do two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media on your timeline and with your friends. And then at the end here, there's going to be a little video. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that. But it's going to talk about our ministry. If you're not a partner with Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, be a partner. Go to ripministries.org and donate. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have any of my books and materials, you should get that. Like, I mean, these books are helping a lot of people. Go to rickpena.co and get that. I even have them on Audible. I have two books on Audible. So get the audio books. And then um, what's the last one? Uh, I think it was like even uh, products, I guess. Uh, but so, yeah, make yourself available. Oh, Patreon. Uh, so we help a lot of people on these one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. And we've published over 500 videos uh, that help people grow in, in Christ Jesus and also in every area of their lives. So you can check out patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.